So in a world of where we don't have a lot of sports going on, right? we decided to switch it up a little bit on this episode and do something that we've been talking about for a while. Uh, we've been talking about doing a movie review on Uncut Gems, which does kind of tie into the whole sports topic that we're typically uh, talking about. It does. It relates to one of our teams directly. Yes. Uh, the movie came out in, what was it, December? I think it was December of last year. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and just a quick, you know, if you guys don't know what the movie's about, I'm going to give the synopsis real quick um, just to give you a little bit of an idea. So it's with his debts, his debts, sorry, mounting an angry collector's closing in, a fast-talking New York City jeweler, played by Adam Sandler, uh, risks everything in hope of staying afloat and alive. Um, so we'll get into what we thought of the movie and what our kind of ratings were on this, but, um, also just a little bit more of a background, uh, IMDB had this at a 7.5 out of 10 and the ever changing and ever controversial Rotten Tomatoes had, had it as a uh, 92%, which is actually pretty good. That is a very good, uh, grade for Rotten Tomatoes. One of Sandler's best. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't, you know, he's not a, uh, he's not a hit on there as, uh, you know, a lot of people know. And then he put out that, uh, standup special last year, or the year before yeah. called a hundred percent fresh. And that actually did get a hundred percent fresh. Uh, this is actually his, his highest rated movie. Right. So that, the other that one's may a stand-up be true. Special. Right. Um, at 92%. And then he obviously has somehow created movies that are at zero percent on rotten tomatoes but we won't get into that no that's not what we're we're here here for yeah we're here to talk uncut gems we're here for his Uh, oscar snub exactly i'm glad that you started out with that absolutely snub i'm gonna i'm gonna start with that i'm gonna assume people have seen it if they haven't you know we're just gonna talk like you seen it. i just rewatched it for the first time the other day and uh it's fantastic it stresses you out so bad my girlfriend hadn't seen it and she was very, very stressed out about everything. Uh, it was definitely not what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting a comedy movie by any means, but it definitely exceeded my expectations, to be honest. They had, uh, you know, the Safdie brothers are, uh, you know, they put out some of the, I, I think, cooler movies of late and just had, they're really onto something as young directors. I'm excited to see what they where they go. And Uncut Gems, I think, was their best effort yet. And it was... Just, uh, you know, on your seat and frustrated and then like weird, dark laughs scattered in. I'm here for it. Absolutely. And it it had a very um, different cast, too, you know. So there was some people who are big name actors and then there were people who have either never acted before or very uh, new to acting as far as like being in a big Hollywood movie like this. For instance, Kevin Garnett. Yeah. I think their casting is uh, amazing. And, uh, you know, a funny, weird little tidbit about landing on Kevin Garnett for this role is that originally uh, they had thought, like, considered Kobe Bryant. Really? Yeah. And so that, you know, what an interesting perspective we have now, you know, months after, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. Uh, just what, how interesting that would have been. Uh, but ultimately, they had decided 
otherwise. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think Kobe would have been fantastic, but more importantly, uh, you know, not more importantly, but uh, just Kevin Garnett did absolutely kill it. He was incredible. Yeah, that was that was a very big surprise. And it's not that I thought that he would be a bad uh, actor or anything. And, and And to be fair, he was playing himself, so he should have done it well. But he just acted like he had been there a hundred times before. You know, it, it seemed like it just came natural to, naturally to him. And it didn't it didn't seem like he was new to being, I guess, an actor, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Kevin Garnett is so much as a person. And some people just can't turn it on like that. And, like, you really see it. He really goes there at certain scenes, and he's just very convincing and believable and, like, Yes, he should be Kevin Garnett, but at the same time, a lot of people can't be themselves when they're pointed on camera and can't be themselves saying, say it like this, say it like this, do it like this, say it like this. Yeah. And uh, his ability to maintain just, like, pureness and, like, trueness to himself while also just, like, kind of exploring how eccentric of a guy he is and how that relates to uh, how he plays basketball, which is, like, directly related with, like, you know, how the, he needed the gym and it was, like, a superstition kind of thing, but it was just, like, also just, like, a vibe and that's like the most Kevin Garnett shit I've ever heard of. I was going to say, if this was true, I would believe it. 100%. Like if this actually happened, I, b- I believe it. 100%. Uh, 100,000%. I do believe it. I just I just like to think this was history and, you know, rest in peace to the guy that looks like Adam Sandler. Um, <laughs> but just, you know, jarring on the edge of your seat throughout and just, you know, a lot of... I don't know, Garnett makes it fun. Like, in the world of Garnett makes it fun. Not a single other Celtic. They have the voice of Doc Rivers at one point. I don't know if you remember this part. But, I, yeah, yeah, they have the voice of him. And, uh, like, I don't know if they, like, borrowed it or they had him record it. But you don't see him at all. It's interesting. Yeah, and I thought I had read somewhere, I could be completely off on this, but I thought I had read somewhere that they had interest in having Rondo in the movie at some point, too. Yeah, yeah, I believe Um, I I heard that as well. Which I'm totally fine with the fact that he wasn't in the movie because the last thing I need is more Rondo in my life. Yeah, well, I'd take take any Rondo in my life right now. (laughs) That meant basketball was going on. Right. Oh, man, missing it. But, yeah. um, yeah, no, I I think Uncut Gems is just one of the highest snubbed movies of last year's Oscar cycle across the board. Uh, so, from directing to writing on down through, you know, of course, Sandler. Now, let me, let me ask you what you think was the reason it got snubbed. Do you think that it's because it was so close to Oscar time? Um, do you think that it was because people actually didn't think that the movie was worth an Oscar or in any category. You know, it's not even that it didn't go up for best actor or it's not that it was too close. Um because he he had won like best performance at Cannes, I believe, or don't quote me on that, but some major festival which yeah. usually clues you into at least being in the conversation. Like he right. won best actor there. Uh and and you know, like Hollywood has these screeners in whenever screener screeners start coming out, you know. Those all come out at the same time, and that's when the judging and the voting begins, really, and a lot of those movies are after when they're sent out. So, you know, Uncut Gems was floating around L.A., uh, you know, prior to when it was released in theaters. So I I don't think that really played a role in it. 
Um, but I, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I think the Academy doesn't like him. I really do think that it's, it's a, it's an incredibly political bullshit. You know, I, I just like, they seem to give like makeup awards for guys that should have won other years when there was just like better people. I don't know. It's it's just really weird, and I dealt, I totally buy into like the kind of bullshit agenda and politics that they do with it. And um, so with that, I don't think they really wanted to give anything to Jack and Jill's Adam Sandler, <laughs> or even I mean, he, even Billy Madison's Adam Sandler. You know, it's just like that. I don't know. Some the line. good thing is that Adam Sandler is so. He he's so Adam Sandler about everything, and he is willing to laugh at himself, willing to laugh at the fact that, you know, he did get snubbed, or he he he's just he just seems like one of the nicest guys out there, and he didn't really complain about it. No, but he did say, I believe he vowed that if he didn't get nominated for an Oscar, he'd make the worst movie he could next, and I'm looking forward to that. I mean. Yeah, I feel like him saying that means that it's going to end up being so bad that it's good in a in a bad way. Yeah, I think he'll fuck up making it bad. <laughs> Probably. Cuz um, I don't think he's been trying to make all these that bad. No, he's he's put out some half decent movies over the over the past few years. I mean, he was on a on a bad streak for a while, I think, and then he kind of turned it around and um he's back to doing some comedy stuff too and it's just you know i'm i've always been a huge fan of adam sandler he's i would say my top two favorite uh comedic actors out there damn um, so I, i've always kind of supported most of the stuff that he does and i you know i love those early movies for for me kind of growing up Waterboy, big daddy mr deeds uh obviously happy gilmore you know the the list of those ones kind of go on for me, and and it's just you know it's cool to see him do a, a role like this where you didn't really expect it, and it ends up turning into like such an awesome movie. Not to mention he just, uh, you know he's he's so different now too. He's so serious in this, and I love the serious side of him. You talk about when he was coming back a little bit. He's been like. On the upswing. First of all, everyone should check out 100% Fresh on Netflix if if you haven't. I was at one of the recordings and it was amazing. I went and saw him and I was just like you. I was like, I grew up off of him. First PG-13 movie I saw was fucking Big Daddy. Uh, so like, you know, I was raised on Adam Sandler. So I was like, no matter if this is good or bad, I'm gonna be happy. I went and it was phenomenal. And then the special was also phenomenal. But now to like, he started it with uh, he acted in that Netflix movie, The Meyerwood Stories by Noah Baumbach. And, like, he was starting to get, like, serious there. And he was pretty incredible then. And it's just, like, kind of going back to his, like, punch-drunk love Spanglish side. And uh, I think that could just, he could, he could pivot. You know, I think he's still going to make his ridiculous comedies, but he could have, like, one of the strangest careers ever. Right? I guess it's just a, but I guess it's just, like, a larger version of, uh, not Jeff Daniels. Yeah, Jeff Daniels. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. You know? But I think no one ever it never dawns on anyone with Jeff Daniels. It's like never people don't really think like the dumb and dumber guy. Right. He's like well, overcame that and but and Adam will never make you forget where he came from, but it's interesting. No, and that and that's the good thing about him too, is that in Uncut Gems, you know, there's obviously comedic scenes in there. You know, there are scenes where he's he's being funny in in a serious movie. 
I mean, so he still can turn it on and turn it off even within a movie itself. Um, and that that's what's great. Uh, I think Adam Sandler also kind of has a little bit of a special place for us seeing as he kind of grew up in New Hampshire and it kind of made his movies around our area a little bit more, um, I, I guess I'd say mainstream. Like everybody kind of know, knows Adam Sandler. Obviously everybody in, in the world at this point knows Adam Sandler. But um, for, uh, for us where we kind of grew up, it was, you know, oh, he's, I know he wasn't born in New Hampshire, but he grew up there and, and whatnot. So it's like, you know, he's kind of like the hometown guy. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, even though he doesn't root for any of the hometown teams, uh, but that's a you know it's separate. That's a different. He likes story. the Bruins. He does I like the Bruins. I actually saw him. I saw him at the Bruins parade in 2011. But I think he likes the Rangers as well. You know what I mean? I think he likes sports. I know he loves the he's Knicks. Big, he's no, he's not. He's not a Celtics guy. guy. He's not a Pats guy. Yeah. Well, I mean. But we aren't Pats or Red Sox guys on here, so, you know, what are we saying? Correct. In life, maybe, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Right. But it is it is interesting, because, like, you know, he he is from New York originally, and then he did he grew up in his formative years in Manchester, uh, and then went to college back in New York, so you can see the New York fanhood, but, I don't know, it would have been cool if he was a Celtics fan, I guess is all I care. <laughs> I love that, you know... Happy Gilmore had so much Bruins gear <laughs> yeah. in it. That was awesome. But um but yeah, so let let's talk a little bit more about uncut gems and and you know, like I said, a lot of this stuff in the movie I didn't I didn't expect to happen. I guess I didn't really know what to expect. I wasn't thinking that it was going to be so serious. I wasn't thinking that it was going to be a comedy either though. So some of the scenes that that were in this movie it really kind of showcased Adam Sandler's, um, y- you know, acting chops as well, because yeah. he he did His play range. exactly. You know, like I said, he could be funny, but he could also be serious. And then um, it just, you know, with a with a not very high budget movie either. Like they turned this thing into gold. Yeah, and that's how they work. You know, they work with low budget, but still shit happens in it you know like stuff it goes down you can't tell it's low budget you you kind of think about it after because it's just keeping you on the edge of your seat so much right. um I, I yeah i i think they're incredible and in their their ability to like tw- do twists and turns and keep you on the edge and have you follow a character who just keeps making the stupidest de- decisions and like right. it's infuriating but you can't look away uh you know they they have ability on like you know, they've, it's just like it's crazy to see what they're gonna do going forward. They they have a unique twist. They're not like groundbreaking, but they are in their own way. You know what I mean? Like they borrow so, from the right combination of stuff. If you believe the Quentin Tarantino uh, sentiment of you know he, everyone steals from everyone, pretty much. You know, he's like I steal from everybody. It's like well, whatever they have learned and loved and turned into their work is a pretty awesome turnout. Yeah. Were there any scenes in this movie specifically that stick out to you that you really remember or that you felt like when you saw it happen, you weren't really expecting it? Uh, the, I mean, definitely a lot of twists and turns that I didn't expect, but just some of the smaller scenes I really liked a lot. Some of the scenes, I, I didn't expect him to be related to Ar- Arno. 
uh, even though it's like by marriage, that was still pretty wild. It's like his brother-in-law is the one who's literally behind everything that's happening to him. Right. Because he owes him hundreds of thousands of dollars. But, you know. You know what I didn't expect? What? The weekend. <laughs> no, I didn't expect the weekend. <laughs> no. And it, he was great, too. Uh, yep. I love that they have a scene where Adam Sandler fights the weekend. Like, you know, when you step back and look at that, that's pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the movie where Adam Sandler fights the weekend? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the highlight. Yeah. And Kevin Garnett was in it? That's what I'm saying. That that speaks to how amazing they are because that's not your takeaway after that movie. <laughs> um, also, another pleasant surprise in this movie, I thought, was, was uh, Julia Fox. Yeah. Not necessarily somebody that anybody really knows about. Uh, now they do. Um, f- I feel like her movie, trajectory but... from this is going to be just like Margot Robbie was after Wolf. Maybe a little slower, but she's going to be huge, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like she has what it takes to at least, you know, be in movies. And, and she did a great job in this movie. I mean, it, it was a different role, um, but... I you know I wouldn't have known that she wasn't actually a real actress prior to this you know or yeah. or had done a lot of acting work prior to this yeah she's uh again I I think she's someone you'll see like nominated for awards not too long from now um and you'll this you'll obviously look back at that role as what launched it um just very entertaining to watch you know outside of looks completely she's just like got such charisma and her character's so interesting and i don't know i could have i could have watched a season of television on her character you know like her character was even more in in depth you know because obviously there wasn't much more of sandler we could watch uh being how it ends but and, and that was another thing, you know, I really did not expect the ending. And I know I probably should have. And I and I said the same thing when I saw um, Joker originally. So also for those of you who haven't seen Joker, I'm going to spoil what happens. Um, I'm assuming you've seen it. Oh, yeah. Tim. Several times. So uh, I, I was not expecting when he pulled out the gun and shot Murray on the show. Right. And so it is like I would tell people it's like a Joker esque ending. Yes. Which is giving too much away, but some people weren't going to watch it. You got to convince them. I just, you know, same type of thing happened with Uncut Gems. I I did not expect him to come out of that room and shoot him in the head. And again, maybe I should have expected that because of the, the way that the whole movie was going and it was sort of. Um, very, it, it was a very uh, violent type of movie. Like you kind of expected it to go in that direction, but the fact that he had won, I didn't see it going that way. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny. Um, you know, it's not funny, but that guy was terrifying. That guy was amazing. Yep, and it still catches you off guard, even though it's obvious. When we were watching, Miranda was like, "Why don't they just kill him?" Why don't they just kill him? And then even when it happens, she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you know? uh, and I don't remember, like, seeing it that much. I'm like, I don't think they'll kill him. I don't think they'll kill him. And, like, I was like, damn, he really won. And, like, maybe they'll steal all his money. And then I was like, nah. 
Just complete mess. Just like I've had it with this guy. Not even going to wait for him to get these millions of dollars. Just done with him. And, and that that was the other thing, too. I had kind of seen it going a different route as far as I thought that Julia Fox was going to get murdered for all the money. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking. So those scenes, the, the casino scenes were some of the more tense. Yeah, it was a very uncomfortable vibe to it. And they did a great job with making, you know, building the suspense and not making you think you know what's going to happen. Right. And I mean, that's what it takes to make a great movie. If you know what's going to happen, it's boring. I'm going to try to make all movies, if I ever get to make movies, just the most predictable. <laughs> got to be different. People want change, and I think if just if you see everything coming, you'll feel better about yourself, you know? That's going to be me. No, 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 uh, no sharp turns. No cliffhangers. No surprises. Just uh, completely predictable content. <laughs> So there literally is no reason to have sequels, except for you will have sequels, and you'll know exactly what's going to happen in the sequel. Yeah. I mean, shit, people watch, like, you know, there's drama, but, like, you know what's going to happen. It's kind of like a reality TV show. Yeah. But Anyways, keep an eye out for my future film career. Um <laughs> Dude, I told you, and as, soon as, as soon as that pops off, I'm, I'm on your... Uh, you're Mark Wahlberg entourage, so call me up. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll do the podcast every night from our mansion. Let's do it. Um should we talk some should we talk about the uh the uh the Zoom call yesterday? Oh boy. Well, yeah, let's let's talk about the Zoom call I a think, little bit. I think actually. we got some good gems in there. Yeah. Um I I just just to wrap up the 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 talk on that a little bit. The fact that they made that movie with a nineteen million dollar budget—I know nineteen million dollars is a lot of money—but when you're looking, that's at all the, location. You know, so much of that was like fucking just shooting outside and then paying actors, right? Honestly, so they did what they what they did with that amount of money, made an amazing movie, got snubbed for awards. Unfortunately, I think that if it came out maybe earlier and. Um, I don't know. Maybe if there was some more time in between that and the Oscars and whatnot, it would have gotten a little bit more of a nod. Um, but everybody kind of knew that Joker was going to win anyway, um, just based off of how it was wrapping up everything else. It was picking up all the awards everywhere else. Uh, but overall, Uncut Gems, great movie. I mean, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. I think you can get it anywhere now. I think it's a, on i. Uh, do I say iTunes now? Is it or is it just the Apple Store? I don't know. It's like on your Apple TV if you have one. Go go to the Apple Store go or Amazon. Go to Best Buy. Amazon. Or apparently, don't leave your house because uh, coronavirus. And you can get it online. Yeah, get it online. You got us online. So get us online. Um, but yeah, let's move on and let's talk about the Bruins 2011 uh, Zoom call that they had yesterday. So they did a live. Zoom chat with all the players on the entire roster except for, um, unfortunately, Nathan Horton. Why? Do we know why? Um, I don't know why exactly, but there's a couple weird things about the Zoom call, and it might have something, you know, it's, I don't know. Everybody kept being like, where's Horty? Where's Horty? And then people would say, he's on the, he's on the moon. Whatever the hell that means. Ooh, we should investigate. Um, but 
the other thing was that, you know, there was that weird uh, rumor about Sagan and Horton's wife or whatever it was. Yeah. So Sagan was on the call last night. Very quiet. Not talking almost at all. Seemed like he didn't want to be there at all. Um, anytime somebody would talk to him, he would just have like a weird, like short answer or whatever. And everybody else was kind of joking and chirping each other and nobody really acknowledged him that much. What about Marshawn? Marshawn was doing great last night. Was he, so was he trying to chirp Sagan at all? I feel like they'd still be friends, but maybe not. He was chirping a lot. Um, he was chirping Sagan a little bit, I think. Uh, but the the big highlight of it was Campbell. Yeah. Gregory Soupy Campbell was chirping everybody. I saw he this was on all Twitter. over everyone. Yeah, and people were tweeting about how much how great he was. And it, and it's funny because he you know everybody thought that he was on something or he was drunk or whatever. But uh, you know one of the players said, "Hey, I played with you for five years and I didn't see you smile one time, and now all I've seen you do all night is smile." And he goes, hey, I'm just happy, man. I'm happy to be back talking to you guys. I miss you guys. And it was cool. Like, it, like w- watching this whole Zoom call and, and watching the game and seeing them follow along with it was just fun, man. It was like reliving 2011 through their eyes was was special. That's awesome. You know, it, was, it, it was really cool. So I recommend, you know, if you're a Bruins fan or, or you know, you're just looking for something to pass the time, it was really funny. Uh, it was something that, uh, definitely gets your mind off of the things that are going on currently, and they didn't, you know, they didn't talk about that stuff. They talked about the game. They talked, like I said, they chirped each other the entire time. Um, some of them were drinking. By the end of it, you could tell. Um, That's great. Lucic had drank an entire bottle of wine, and surprisingly, he was one of the. Uh, voices of reason throughout this whole thing yeah he probably takes three or four bottles some of these guys would be like saying some really crazy stuff and luch would be like all right let's talk about the game now (laughs) (laughs) so thank god it was cool i I definitely recommend watching it um i might even watch it again at some point they even had tim thomas on there that's crazy to me he definitely doesn't know how to work the internet well, At yeah, all. I mean, well, the 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 service in his bunker must be absolutely insane. And I'm pretty sure that his computer is probably from, like, 2011. Yeah, that way they can't track it. Yeah. Uh, but it was cool, man. He he was commenting. He was saying stuff. It was really cool to see Recky talking about everything. Yeah, that's you know, the you guy could tell I, that he I, was, would, I would especially want to tune in for. He was really a big part <laughs> of that team as far as... Um, Leadership, you know, he he was talking to everybody the whole time on the stream, talking about, you know, you did great on this play, you did awesome with this, you did awesome with that, and you could just tell he just such a hockey guy and such a good player to be around and a really good player for some of those young guys, and and I think that helped out, um, you know, Martian and and Sagan a lot when they were rookies in in this series, and you know, players to learn from. He's one of the one of the best, you know. Yeah, Uncle Mark. Um, another highlight was uh, surprisingly Michael Ryder. Pretty funny to listen to. Really? Yeah. That that's really surprising. Yeah. Uh, it, to be honest with you, I think I'm gonna have to go back and pull a bunch of sound clips from the uh, 
from the live stream, and we'll we'll play some on the next episode. Yeah, just not Tuca. Just not Tuca. <laughs> oh God. Also, somebody, and I think everybody has come to the conclusion that the culprit was Krejci. Um, every so often would just get up and rip one into the mic. <laughs> Well, you got to be able to see that on the video. And people would be like, Tukes, was that you? <laughs> dude, uh, Tukes like chicken wings. Oh, dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I have to say Tukar ass. You know, the way he farts, it's just... <laughs> Poor Chara. Uh, Poor everybody. I, yeah, just I'm assuming it was Tuka. But whatever. Definitely recommend going to check it out. Um, if you, again, if you're a diehard Bruins fan, if you're a casual Bruins fan, if you watched any of 2011, it was it was just cool to relive it. And it was, you know, the the cup clinching game. I mean, you you got to see what their thoughts were. Um, you know, they all cheers each other through the through the screen when they when they actually won the whole thing. And it was just a kind of a special thing to watch. To you know, they when the when the live stream was over. And the Bruin, the guy that does stuff for the Bruins media came on and he was like, thanks everybody for watching. A lot of the players were like, can we just keep going and you just stop recording us? We want to catch up with each other and talk and like have a good time. And they didn't seem like they were going to stop anytime soon. I want to watch that. Uh, Yeah, the after show. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I don't even... from what Tuca was saying on the on the actual show, I don't want to know what he was saying afterwards. Yeah, yeah, true. true. <laughs> then he'll, yeah, he's probably be in jail. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh man, we all thought Chara was going to be the one to go to jail when Montreal police arrested him for decapitating Patrick. He got a and then he got a standing ovation in Montreal. So no one gets it. Doesn't make any sense. Nope. But, uh, yeah, definitely check it out um, if you got some time, which I feel like we all kind of have some time right now. So, Yeah. One last thing I did want to say about Uncut Gems, one thing I meant to yeah. kind of dig into, is that it was set in 2012. And so as the story goes, Garnett does get the gem. But ultimately, the Celtics, as we know, do not win the championship that year. And that is the final year that he even plays as a Celtic. Just you know, interesting. Hmm. Interesting. I believe he gets traded that summer. How much good fortune was that gem even? I feel like he should have got the gem in real life, and then we probably would have won. Maybe, but maybe he did get it in real life, and that's how he sold his soul. That too. Who knows? Um, (laughs) It's just food for thought. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well... Like we said, we, we we were talking about doing this episode for a long time. Yes. Uh, I think that we've kind of teased it for a bit, and we've been wanting to do it. It's just we haven't really had the time, or or you know, we've been do we've been talking about other stuff. So I'm glad that we finally got into this and we got to talk about it. And uh, you know, let us know how what you guys thought of the movie. I think overall it was pretty, you know, well received by all the fans. Um, but if you hated it, let us know. If you loved it, let us know. For sure. Get some debates going. Yeah. Um, um, yeah we're on Twitter week, and Instagram and all that. Next week, uh, talk about uh, maybe the, how these bubble arena plans are paying off for different sports. 
Yeah. It's going to be interesting because I don't know if they're going to do it or not. I don't know if they're going to do remote locations or if they're just going to cancel it altogether. Let's see. Let's see. We'll know more next week. Yep. All right, brother. All right, man. Stay safe. You too, dude.